What racing record have you wrangled for us this week, Rachel? Oh, oh my gosh, how many are in that sentence? Rachel wrangling This is the best sentence I've ever said. Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming back to your air holes, your hosts for the Basically Being Better podcast, Rachel and Abby! Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Basically Being Better. I'm Abby. And I'm Rachel. (laughs) Did you forget who you were for a second? No. I feel like there was a long silence before you were like... It have taken me a while. Um, anyway, today's episode is on Gretchen Rubin's book, The Four Tendencies. The... Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, I cut read. you off. No, that's good because I got to the second word of the like subtitle and it was indispensable and I tripped up on it, so you're all good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's indispensable, but now yeah, I'm like, questioning myself. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I told you I hate that. Like, yes, how you say words, and you know me, I say words wrong most of the time. So this is. <laughs> and it's... why is why is it that when it's when you when you're trying to read it out loud, like you read it in your head, fine. <laughs> the judgment. It's the judgment. Okay, it is the indispensable personality profiles that reveal how to make your life better and other people's lives better too. So Gretchen Rubin. She's great, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, let's do some segments. Okay. What's what's segment first? I've got a quick question for you. Okay, Oh, go. no, you do a quick question for me. Okay. <laughs> okay, I've got two quick questions. you got hey, two hey. quick questions? Yeah, I've just thought of one, and we can have a chat about it. All right. Okay, Okay. so quick question number one. Hey, Abby, what are you making for dinner tonight? I am making omelettes because it is Friday and Easy Friday is basically the name of the game. Nice. Omelettes don't have um, any leftovers, so I can't make them during the week. So Friday is – because on Saturday we can make whatever. Yeah, more time. More time to make things. Yes. More energy. What what are you having for dinner? (laughs) Um (laughs) – Well, I had an omelette for lunch. Otherwise, oh. it would be an omelette for dinner. <laughs> Two omelettes. Um, yeah, just all that, all those eggs. Um, no, I'm going to make a grilled halloumi and quinoa salad for dinner. Fancy, Jesus. Yeah, I got told I have to up my game and sort out my nutrition. So this is day one. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Well done. Starting strong. This is that is strong. Halloumi and quinoa. Yum yum yum. Yeah, all of the protein. Um, what's your quick question? Oh wait, I have a, I have to go back to this nutrition okay. game upping. Was this from your naturopath? Yes. So, um, did she give you any recipes, or are you just trying to like find some that you know are good, or how are you doing it? Yeah, no, she didn't give me any recipes, so I'm just like, oh, and it was a little disheartening because I thought I wasn't doing too bad, but turns out it's not it's not good enough. Um, I mean, you might have got a C, but it wasn't. It yeah, wasn't right, exactly. <laughs> so basically, I need more protein in my life. I'm not eating enough protein, which, yeah, yeah. okay, I eat a uh, lot of vegetarian meals yeah and you're you don't really like most meats and you don't like eggs so this is a real problem for you yes yes it really is i've stepped up my egg game i'm just reluctant to eat too many eggs because when i eat too many i often feel like if i eat them repeatedly day after day i often feel sick um my mum's allergic to eggs so i think i might have a slight like intolerance right gotcha um but yes yes so yes not that great with me and eat a lot of veggie meals but i'm trying i'm going for those high protein veggie options nice yeah okay here was my quick question it's actually dinner related as well yes uh hey rachel quick question 
did you send me a Snapchat like yesterday or the day before of margaritas and tacos and I didn't properly appreciate it at the time? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did send that. (laughs) I feel like I didn't even reply and I saw it and I was like, that looks delicious and that margarita looks amazing, but I didn't reply and I don't know why. I feel like I must have got distracted or something. You must have got sidetracked. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it was so good. Okay, so those tacos delicious there in the weekly rotation yeah so so friggin good and then we're halfway through eating and john is like should we have a margarita i'm like (laughs) yeah we should (laughs) so i quickly made us margaritas halfway through eating (laughs) and it was the best decision ever well it looked delicious and fun at the same time and that's my kind of meal yeah it was so good (laughs) I cannot wait for Taco Tuesday next week. Oh, that's fantastic. So what makes them so good? Um, so I finally found like the perfect um soft shell tortilla like um to use from the supermarket and they're corn based. Uh, and you just like grill them a little bit with some water and they taste so good and then we just cram them with like fresh mescaline and like some spicy chicken thing that make up and then like loaded guac with everything in it and it's just so good like You're my hungry, mouth man. is yeah my <laughs> mouth is like Ugh. oh dear <sighs> I love me some tacos <laughs> what's your second quick question Oh, okay. My second quick question is, so obviously we've just finished, well, not obviously, but we have just finished our first week working from home, mm-hmm. like in isolation amidst, amidst all the COVID-19 jazz going on in the world. Oh, and yes. my second second quick question is, hey, Abby, have you worn real pants yet? Uh, does does active wear count as real pants, like leisure, what is it called? What's, it, what's the word for like... Um, leisure like, wear? It's not leisure, it's like active leisure or something. Oh, oh man, there's a word oh. for it. Oh, I don't know. I don't but anyway, that's... you know, the tights that yeah. you do exercise I think they, in. I think they count as pants because it's not pyjamas. Yeah, well, I've done those once. Oh, good work. In how many? What day are we on? Nine, nine days. Nice. Eight days. Yeah. So I'm doing real well in the pajama situation. I've got my day pajamas and my night pajamas, and it's yeah. been lots of fun. That's awesome. How about you? Uh, yeah, I've put on pants a few times. Whoa, what? To try and motivate myself to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got to admit, it works. Oh, does like. It? Yeah. You feel like you're at work, so you should mm, be doing work. Yep. Like, I've got pants on. i still got my slippers on, but, like, I should be able to be more productive. And it tricks me. So That's good. That's a good little trick, then. Mm, yeah. I'm finding I don't need it, so it's okay. That's good. That's really good. I've been on struggle straight. Yeah. It's hard. It's, ah, uh, yeah. It's, it's. It's an adjustment working from home, I think. Yeah. And I think also when, like, I don't know, but I've made it such a um, big priority to keep work, work, and home, home. And now I'm at home and having to work, and I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. This is not okay. Yeah, I've got, like, my my little work cave, which is Pete's office, and then – when I'm out of there, I don't think or speak about work. Yeah, no, neither. Neither. Same at the office. Except now I'm in a podcasting, and you'll be doing the same. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> uh, anyway, next segment. Next I have segment. a recent Rico. Recent Rico, yes. Take her out the back and wrangle a recent Rico. <laughs> It's a it's a breed of alligator, a crocodile. <laughs> what recent record have you wrangled for us this week, Rachel? Oh, oh my gosh, how many are in that sentence? Recent record. This is the best sentence I've ever said. And you did it so well. That's such a tongue twister. 
say that ten times fast. Oof, can't even say it once. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My recent reco is uh, a cookbook that Jono and I got recently um, called Eat Green by Melissa Hemsley. Um, it's really cool. It's really, really good. It's Her approach is all about like eating well for yourself so that you're nourishing your body but also that you're respecting the planet and the food that you're eating type thing. Um, like that holistic approach and it's really, really cool and the recipes are really, really delicious. That, that sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, that... Are you starting, are you looking at, oh God, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I was going to ask about um the like, nah, it's gone. Okay, cool. But, sounds exciting. It's really exciting, and two of my favourite recipes so far. That's what which, I was going to ask. Ooh, which <laughs> I don't know the protein content of, so I need to look that up. Uh, is the eggplant parmigiana recipe, which is... I freaking love eggplant, oh, eggplant parmigiana. Egg, so good. So good, but Pete doesn't like it. So And it's kind of like a big meal that you can't really make for one. Or does oh, she make it for one? No, it's definitely a big meal. Like, I'm eating it all week if I make it, because Jono doesn't eat lunches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... You could definitely try and... Half it, I reckon. Oh, yeah. But it's good. Mm. And she's also got this real good recipe for, like, tomato, spinach, and feta tart. And it is really good. Oh, that sounds good. Does she have any uh, meat-based meals, or are they all veggie-based? Yeah, no, there are some meat-based meals. It is heavy on the veggie, though, which I like. Uh, Yeah, well, I guess... It can't be a, a clean, a green, a green recipe book if it's not heavy on the veg. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. And she's like, um, she's all about like um, ethically sourced and sustainably farmed meat and stuff. Mm. But she does often in recipes, she'd be like, oh, you could add chicken to this or you could add whatever to this. Oh, uh, right. Of course. Yes. That sounds yes. good. She gives you options. But it's very visually pleasing as well. I recommend it. That sounds good. I might need you to take some photos of the recipes and send them to me. I can definitely do that. Cool. Cool. Um, Insta inspo. I don't have one. You don't have one. Basically, Instagram's annoying me at the moment. (laughs) So you're staying off Instagram. Well, I wouldn't say I'm staying off (laughs) it. My addiction runs far too deep, but it's just like everything is about, uh, like COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen, and ways to stay productive and ways to not be yeah. productive and like yeah. take time for yourself. Don't take time for yourself. Make everything happen. Don't make everything happen. Like I'm like, shut up, people. Like I go know. back to the inspirational quotes about getting my life sorted, please. Yeah, I actually agree. So, I don't think we've done a basically being better Instagram in, like, the whole time we've been in quarantine. No. Quarantine. Isolation. Isolation. So, maybe we should. Potentially we need to. It could break up people's feeds. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, I know (laughs) what you mean. I'm over all that as well. Like, I know we're in the midst of it, and I know some people would find that all really helpful and beneficial, but also I want to escape from it a little bit. Yes. So, so when I am on Instagram, I'm mainly searching for memes. <laughs> but what most you ex- of them are COVID-19 memes. I know. I mean, I enjoy I a COVID-19 memes. <laughs> but... <laughs> but at least it's like funny side of things. Yeah, true. I enjoy that. Yes, yes. I, I do prefer the funny things over the, like, to, like, Be productive deal with things. your anxiety through this or whatever. Yuck. I don't mean to be dismissive of people's anxiety uh, during this time. Obviously, it is a very anxiety-inducing thing, but, like, when every single person on your Instagram is talking about it, I'm like, oh, my God, I did this, and I'm not. I'm over it. Yeah, agreed. Anyway. 
Yeah, Ooh. so that's the instance though, a bit of a rant. <laughs> instance though, rant. Yeah. Very good. If Very you good. can find a uh, Instagram, uh, Instagrammer, is that yeah. a word? The technical term for them. Maybe. A person with an Instagram account who isn't filling your feed with annoying things, let us know. <laughs> And they can be our great. inspiration. <laughs> Next week's Incense though. Yeah, exactly. Sounds good. Ooh, so should we get into this old uh, book we've read? Yeah, we should. Oh, I'm excited. The Gretchen Rubin Four Tendencies book. It I bought it a couple of years ago, so I'm feeling like like I can't really remember what happened and you're going to be holding this whole thing together. But Oh, that is terrifying. <laughs> But I'm excited to get into it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. I don't even know where to begin. Well, don't you have a little bit about who Gretchen Rubin is? Yeah, I do. Okay, that's a good place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the author, Gretchen Rubin. Okay, this is a little blurb from her website. So, Gretchen is one of today's most influential and thought-provoking observers of happiness and human nature. She's the author of many books and also has an award-winning podcast with her sister called Happier with Gretchen Rubin. It is a good podcast. I listen to it sporadically. Ah, okay. Cool. Quite quite fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure I can imagine. I haven't listened to it, but I imagine it would be quite good because she's like, I enjoy the way she writes. Yeah, she's got a nice tone, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm, very cool, very cool. Um, in the book, the old book, yes, the old book. So the four tendencies. So basically, she basically she talks about four different tendencies, uh, like this framework that describes how we respond to expectations, um, and how we all face two expectations, which are outer expectations and inner expectations. And she's created this framework that can. Do a little quiz and find out which one you are. Yes, which is why I like this so much, okay? Because one, quiz, and who doesn't like a good little quiz? That two, puts you into a box. I love being put into a box. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I love a good quiz, but I I do not like being put in a box. You don't like being put in a box. Maybe that's your tendency. Yeah. Because I think that it is just like, I don't know, what is it, what is it, it's like, oh, what's the word, it might might be a generalisation, maybe it's just personal to me, but people like to be like understood, and when you read like a personality thing that says like who you are, it like makes you go, yes, that is me, someone understands me, they know exactly who I am and how to live my life because I'm that type of person. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's like human nature to be want to be like put in, or not want to be, to put things into boxes like categories and like definitions of people and places and how they are, but then it's actually not that natural to be put into boxes like that, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I completely understand that. And I also kind of, like, on one hand, I, like, when we do these, like, personality-type quizzes or tendency quizzes or whatever, and you're, it kind of makes you realise, oh, I'm not the only one that reacts this way. There's a reason I react this way. Other people do it too, type thing. Yes. kind of makes some of your, like, feelings and thoughts, patterns and all that okay and understandable which i do i do like i do like that and everybody likes to feel normal and it's like normalizes like ways of reacting and yeah like you normalize who you are which is like nobody wants to feel abnormal if you know what i mean yeah no definitely definitely i mean some people might <laughs> i don't want to put someone in a box here but <laughs> oh hilarious um, should we talk about the four tendencies? Okay. Okay. So, the first one is the upholder. And Hola. they, you're an upholder? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. 
So upholders meet outer and inner expectations. Yeah. So, so outer outer expectations are like work deadlines or traffic rules or whatever, and inner expectations are like keeping a New Year's resolution or doing an exercise program or quitting sugar or something like that. Yeah. And it, like, yeah. So it's the, like the expectations you put on yourself versus the expectations people put on you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an upholder. And then the um, second one is a an obliger. Is that the second one? Is that what you got to I got questioner, okay. but it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. If you go round, it would be obliger. So yes, it's the obliger, and they meet outer expectations, but don't meet inner expectations. Yeah, resists inner expectations. So they they respond better to the expectations of people rather than themselves. Yeah, and they need a bit of accountability in their life to be able yeah. to meet those inner expectations. I'm an obliger. You're an obliger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Although when I was reading them, I like was like, is she kind of a questioner? Yeah, I thought that too. I've done the quiz like three times though, and it's always come out obliger. Mmm. What I don't know. Yeah, I question it as well. So maybe I am a questioner. <laughs> Like, you definitely are, you do have obliger, like, there's obliger stuff, but then there's, like, specifically, like, questioner things like analysis paralysis where they, so a questioner, if we go mm. to that one, resists, yes, outer <laughs> resists outer expectations but meets inner expectations. So they constantly have to research something before they decide within themselves to do it. They don't have, like, if someone told them to do it, it's more difficult for them to do it than if, um, if they've worked out for themselves why they need to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, and it's just, funny. Oh, there you go. The reason I think you're got some questioner in you is because, like, how much you research before you decide on anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, 100%. And it's funny because I do the quiz and I come out, and as a, out as an obliger, but when I was reading the book, I identified more with the questioner and the rebel than anything. But I do have that aspect of obliger, which I think took o- like takes over when I do the quiz. Yeah, and the obliger, like the obliger, has like this thing where they, like, because they're so, um, what's the word? They just want to please people. Yeah. Well, they 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 want to meet the expectations of people they often burn out because they can't um, meet the expectations of themselves very quickly and you burn out quite quickly. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. It's like um, three. Um, three of them. But then I'm also an, occasion, like, an upholder because I can't do something if it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just all four yeah, of them. I feel like I feel like you can't do something if it's wrong because you're an obliger because the expectation from people is that you don't do those things. Yes. Yeah. That's the conclusion I came to. And the rebel in you is like, because she talks about how, okay, we're like jumping all over here. I know. (laughs) The rebel is a resist outer expectations and resist inner expectations. Basically, they're like, like, fuck you all. I'm going to do what I want. But if I want to do it too much, I don't want to do it. Yeah. They want all the freedom. Yeah. So they're all about like living with no expectations, basically. Yeah. And, um, what it talks about is the obliger because they get so like burnt out or like so tired of constantly having to be meeting people's expectations and the fact that often they get under what's the word underappreciated because they're just expected to do it because they've always done it Mm. they start becoming rebellious because they're like well Mm. I'm like gonna do this but I'm gonna be late to it (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly. It's so right. funny. Yeah. I think if I did the – I don't know. I want to do the quiz in like a year's time, and I will do it in a year's time because I think I might not be an 
I think it might just be situational that I'm answering these questions that it comes out in as an obliger. Yeah, but then again, like when I read the things, I was like, oh yeah, Rachel's an obliger. <laughs> so maybe you've just been an obliger the whole time I've known you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boomed out for the last four years. Yeah, and not just that, but like you do, when someone says do this, you, you'll do it. And when... um. Look, I'm just making all sorts of assumptions about your personality here. <laughs> and when, um, yeah, and you get that oblige rebellion, like I've definitely seen that, and you feel so guilty when someone, like, when you're not doing what you, what you think is expected of you by other people. Yeah. Whereas I get that, but also I'm like, once I've decided it's not for me, because it's my expectation that I do this level of thing, then I'm like, okay. It's okay that's now. Feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's really good. Yeah. But it's hard because, like, obviously there's only four boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Did you work out what Pete was? So I don't know what Pete is because when I tried to make him do the quiz, he was like, really, like, the answers I think he should have given versus the answers he was giving were not the same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I think he's either a rebel or a questioner so he's either a question rebel or a rebel questioner you can be be one main one and then you have like a tendency to lean towards another at the same time so like I'm an upholder obliger so if I was to have to choose between something I wanted to do and something someone else wanted to do uh, like if I had to choose between the work someone was giving me for them versus the work I needed to do for me, I would do it for them first. Yeah. Like I would lean yeah. towards helping other someone else out before I do my own work. work that you've got to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. But Pete is like, I don't even know, man. Yeah. Because when he when he did the quiz, he came out as a rebel. But then, again, when I read the book, I'm like, he's kind of a questioner. I'm like, <laughs> to try and nail it down, I was like, you know when I ask you to pick up your clothes from your side of the bed, do you not do it because you're like, fuck you, I'm not doing anything, I'm not going to do what you told me, whatever? Or are you thinking, why do I need to do this? Like, it's totally fine that my clothes are lying on the floor next to my bed. Yeah. And he couldn't decide which one he felt. Oh, he was like, it's kind of both, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I so really we want is for him to pick up his fucking clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you need to read the dealing how to deal with a um, rebel or a questioner and phrase it in a different way. I know, but basically, I'm screwed. He's never gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I read it, and then at the end, it talks about how you can like partner up like like what is it um tendencies working together yeah and so like it's got like the questioner upholder relationship and the upholder obliger relationship the real obliger relationship whatever and it says upholders and rebels don't usually get along (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so funny so basically we're getting a divorce. <laughs> Short-lived marriage. Yeah. Oh, Hasn't man. even lasted, what, three months. So that's Just all right. Make sure he's a question and you're all good. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, Jono? Don't know. You don't no, know? No idea. We couldn't get there. Yeah. We couldn't figure out what he is at all. So, no. Just a loose unit. Just leave that the, the fifth. <laughs> The fifth box. <laughs> yeah, him and Pete can go into that fifth box, but they're such <laughs> different people that they don't really fit into the same box. No, they would have to have a separate box each. <laughs> the unknown tendency. Dear. Yeah, because I think part of it is the fact that these aren't meant to be like your entire personality. They're just no. like tendencies on how you react to people's expectations and your own expectations and how you form habits from those 
like you could be a I don't know a creative upholder or a, a like super I don't know help me out here Rachel what other things yeah do you yeah I, I don't know <laughs> But she makes that a point in the book that your tendency is only your tendency on on meeting expectations. And when it mixes with your other personality traits, it creates quite a different person. Yeah. Yeah. So a person's tendency is just one aspect of the personality. And I think she used like uh, an example. I can't remember what tendency it was, but it was – Oh, I I think it was someone like a question – oh, maybe it was a rebel. And the rebel um, – their, their, ten, their tendency was a rebel, but, but one of their personality traits was that they were not a nice person. So they were rebelling and not doing what they were asked to do, but they were doing it in an abrupt way, which wasn't really nice. But then she was like, you could be a rebel and then be a really caring person and you would – be, you'd still rebel because that's your tendency to do so, but you'd do it in a nice, kind manner. So right, yeah. Your tendency and like weaves into your personality traits as well. Yeah, definitely. Did you mm. find that knowing? Well, well, it's hard because you don't know if you're an obliger or a questioner. But uh, you. Let's just say you're an obliger. Did you find that? Because what happened was, what happens in the book is it talks about that personality trait, and then it talks about that real that type of person and which way they lean in terms of other tendencies as well. And then it talks about relationships with your spouse potentially. And at one point, it discusses like um, how to form habits or form um, or change or approach a person who's got that personality type or being that person with that personality type, how you should approach certain aspects of your life. Did you find, long-winded question, did you find (laughs) that it was helpful knowing your personality trait and reading that stuff about how you could make yourself do things or or Um, not necessarily make yourself do things, but... Yeah, yeah. This is one of the questions I want to ask you too because I don't know if it's the rebel in me, but I didn't find those helpful. Right. And it kind of just, just reminded me of... You know how if you're told to be happy or relax, you're not going to do it. Like you can't just say relax and you're going to relax. It reminded me of those. I'm like, no, if someone's going to approach in a different way it's or if I'm going to approach trying to get myself to do it in a different way, I can't use these things that have been put here because I I know because I know it's from someone else making the direction. Uh, And like (laughs) – if I make myself do something, it is because I've questioned it and I've come to the conclusion that I don't need to do it or that it's I've got a commitment to someone else and I've got to uphold that commitment. Um, oh, my God, now you're an upholder. Oh, no, I'm, obli- <laughs> I'm obliged to uphold that commitment to them, I should say. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I didn't find them that helpful. Right. Did you find yours? Uh, let me just have a quick uh, look here. What what was mine? <laughs> Sorry, I've got the book right here. <laughs> uh, um, 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 dealing with an upholder at work. Dealing with upholder at with a spouse. Yeah, I mean, when I was reading them, I was like, yeah, that would probably work for me if they did that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but that's because I'm an upholder. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine either way. You're going to uphold anything. Yeah. So an upholder, their likely strengths are self-starter, self-motivated, conscientious, reliable, thorough, sticks to a schedule, eager to understand and meet expectations. And which is, yeah, definitely. I like and identify pretty much all of that. Like I have my remote working days slash my self-isolation days scheduled out. I have like... Like, I'm self-motivated to do them. I'm doing, like, yoga twice a day. Like, I can make myself do that sort of stuff easily. Yeah. 
but my weaknesses are defensive, rigid, yes, defensive, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> rigid, often struggles when plans or schedules change, can seem humorless or an uptight, I mean, no, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I disagree with that one. <laughs> Uneasy when rules are ambiguous or undefined, yes. Yes. Impatient when others need reminders, deadlines, supervision, or discussion. Absolutely. It pisses me off when other people need to be reminded to do things. Demanding. <laughs> Demanding. Uh, and may become anxious about obeying rules that don't even exist. And yeah, I definitely do that too. Yeah. So that like is basically an upholder and it's super easy to see myself in those. A questioner. I'll read those ones out as well, shall I? Yeah. So, likely strengths. Data-driven, fair-minded, according to his or her judgment. Interested in creating systems that are effective and efficient. Willing to play devil's advocate. Comfortable bucking the system if it's warranted. Inner-directed, unwilling to accept authority without justification. And the possible weaknesses are... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, possible... un- the unwilling to accept... Uh, what was it? Authority without justification. Yes, that has been my life <laughs> <laughs> this last week. Yeah, I know. That's why when I was reading this, I was like, hey, yeah. is Rachel actually a questioner, even though yeah. I'm always an obliger? I know, and it's quite difficult. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry I interrupted you. Possible weaknesses can suffer analysis paralysis. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Impatient with what he or she sees as others' complacency. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what crackpot potential means. I know. That one worried me. <laughs> I'm like, potential to, become... <laughs> potential to become an addict? I don't know. I don't know. Unable <laughs> to uh, accept closure on matters that others consider settled if questions remain unanswered. May refuse to observe expectations. Um, sorry, the cat just like jumped in front of me and yawned right in my face. No, as he walked away, <laughs> she literally jumped up on the desk, leant over, yawned in my face, and then walked away. <laughs> oh, I'm she's sorry funny. if I'm boring you. <laughs> she's not a fan of the podcast, obviously. <laughs> sorry, next. Um, may refuse to observe expectations that others find fair or at least non-optional. Traffic regula- regulations is an example. Um, and may resist answering others' questions. So you like you like half of those things. Yeah, I am. I and actually then, am. Then the obliger. If we get there. Didn't mark these pages very well. <laughs> this is on the fly we didn't know we were going to do this <laughs> and people are like why did you but I'm really <laughs> I'm enjoying it <laughs> I'm remembering sorry I was just going to say I'm starting to remember the book now <laughs> <laughs> you read it like just the other day though I know <laughs> um, likely strength of an obliger good boss, responsive leader, leader team player feels Great obligation to meet others' expectations. Responsible, willing to go the extra mile, responds to outer accountability. Possible weaknesses, susceptible to overwork and burnout, may show destructive pattern of obliger rebellion, exploitative. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's not the word. (laughs) Exploitable. (laughs) May become resentful, has trouble saying no or imposing limits. And then I'm like, yeah, well, Rachel does have trouble saying no, and she gets very resentful, and she doesn't, she rebels, but she is very responsible, and she does go <laughs> the extra mile. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, basically an obliger. You got just both. You could, you could I straddle can the tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be three, three of them. Because the rebel likely strengths. Independent-minded, able to think outside the box, unswayed by conventional wisdom, willing to go his or her own way to buck social conventions, in touch with his or her authentic desires, spontaneous, 
and possible weaknesses likely to resist when asked to or told to do something. Uncooperative, inconsiderate, has trouble accomplishing tasks that need to be done consistently the same way every time. Acts as though ordinary rules don't apply. Restless, may find it difficult to settle down in job relationship city. Struggles with routines and planning may be indifferent to reputation. See, you do have a rebel streak, but I don't think you're a rebel. No, no, definitely. Definitely not a rebel, but I do lean towards that tendency. Oh, yeah, yes. Because you have a very rebel. What was it you were telling me, like when your mum would um, make you do chores? What? Do you know when your mum would make you do chores when you were a kid, you were telling me, and you just wouldn't do them because she was telling you to do them? Oh, yeah, no, it was never about chores. It was it was like, no, well, kind of. Okay, if she told me to do my homework, I wouldn't do it, even though I wanted to do it and I had to do it because <laughs> I was I was an obliger and I had to do it because my teacher was depending on me to do it. But my parents learned very early on that I've got this rebellious tendency and they didn't tell me to do anything, really. They let me do it because they knew I would. Right, they, they knew they, you would you would do it because you knew people wanted you to do it, but you didn't like to be told. Yes, hundred percent. My parents learned that very early on. Like, I'm so <laughs> proud of them because <laughs> if they had told me to do certain classes at school, I wouldn't have done it. If they had told me to go to uni, I wouldn't have done it. Like, even if it was something that I wanted to do, if I'm told to do it, I'm not going to do it, even if I really want to do it. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> so annoying Mm, I find it frustrating but I can't help myself like I can't control it (laughs) Um, that's very rebel yeah and the other the other part of me that's really rebel is like the um like not wanting to um like always wanting to defy expectations or like if someone says oh you can't do that I will do it like yeah I remember in high school, two of the classes that I wanted to take, they clashed, and my dean wouldn't let me take both of them. So my mum fought hard for me and, like, allowed, like, finally convinced them to allow me to do both, and I had to self-teach myself one of them, yeah. which was um, which was fine. And I really enjoyed it, and I, like, thrived, and I was top of the class that year because – in the cl- in the class that I taught myself, and <laughs> – which is just been crap. Which is just ridiculous. Well, it wasn't like I did the work and like I saw the it was a design class and I saw the teacher like once a week or a couple of times right, a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. So I was assisted by her. But it was kind of like the would I have gone to that extreme and got top of the class if I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> trying to prove a point? Like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mm. Oh, yes, definitely. No, see, with the upholder thing, I think at one point in the book, she's like, upholders often hear people say, give advice like, don't be so hard on yourself. It's not healthy to be so inflexible. No one um, else is paying attention to that rule. And I'm like, yeah, and what? That's me. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, the amount of times someone has said to me, don't be so hard on yourself, Abby. I'm like, I, yeah, I can't. Like, that's me. It's just yeah. where we're at. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like being told to not be so hard on yourself is the same thing as being told to relax. Like, it doesn't <laughs> help the situation. Like, unhelpful advice. Not even advice. Like, <laughs> shouldn't be said. Yeah. And then the, no one else is paying attention to that rule. That also gets me. Like, oh. okay, so you're driving through, like, a 30K, um, like, works area in, in like, traffic in um like town or something and it's gone down to 30k because they're doing uh some roadworks but Mm -hmm. the roadworks is all packed away from the day the signs are still up but nothing else is happening and it's basically finished like there is no way so okay i have a few qualms about this but anyway it's basically finished people are going through there at 40 slash 45 and everybody's happy with the situation because you know there's no one around it's not you know it's illegal but there's nothing bad's going to happen if you go a little bit over 30Ks because other than the fact you might get a ticket. Um, whereas I'm like, I'm going 30Ks. 
<laughs> there is yeah. no way you're going to make me go faster. Like, yeah. I am upholding this rule because because it is the rule. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I hate those situations. And then everyone's backed up behind you, but I'm not going to go any faster. And then they're yeah. making me feel bad because I'm going the speed limit, but I shouldn't feel bad. <laughs> exactly. All those rebels behind you are like, oh. fuck the rules. Let's go 80. And <laughs> <laughs> like, it's 30K. <laughs> Oh, I 100% agree with that one. Or you're like following the person, and the person behind you is like, like 50k, and you're like, yeah, like ahead of you, and they're going faster, and you're like, you dickhead. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And Just you can obey the everybody rules. behind you saying, why are you not going 50k like the person in front of you? <laughs> yes, I know. But the real question is, why are they going 50k? <laughs> oh, man. It's but so I also funny. think to myself, I'm like, the reason it's 30k, even though the road workers are away and all the stuff is to the side and there's nothing like crazy going to happen, um, like no truck is going to come out of nowhere, whatever, is that I'm like, the stones will flick up if you go too fast and they'll hit you. <laughs> That's like my only, like... <laughs> Protect the car. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only... <laughs> Yeah. reasoning I give myself for why I'm sticking at 30k when everybody else wants to go 35, 40. <laughs> oh, man. The things you tell yourself to make yourself okay with it. <laughs> and, guys, I should be going 30k because it's against the law to be going faster. <laughs> exactly. Ugh, Whereas people... other people would have very different thoughts on that matter. Like, I don't know, a questioner would be like, I can go the speed I need to go because I know how fast I need to go. Like, yeah. Yeah. And a rebel would be like, fuck the rules, let's do it. And yeah. <laughs> I think an obliger would stick to the traffic, to the speed yeah. limit because they'd buy someone else. It's an out of expectation, so yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Yeah, that's the other thing about obligers. They like also have this thing where they um, – not all, but some, could uh, they have expectations for themselves based on what they think people expect, even though nobody said that they expect that from them? Oh, yes. That makes sense? <sighs> yes, it makes sense, because I relate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. So the I... collective, everyone expects you to do this, even though everyone is no one. <laughs> yep. And really, they don't care. So but really, it's an expectation you've put on yourself. <laughs> with the pretend, with the pretense that it's someone else putting that expectation on myself. Exactly. Messed up, man. But there is a sneaky little way to do stuff for yourself if you're a obliger. So you could be like, um, I, I know everybody's going to be disappointed if I don't do this, so I'll do it. Mm. Even though everybody doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Tell yourself that they do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. It's funny because, like, the other reason, gosh, sorry, I've ruined this whole episode because I don't know what tendency I am. But the <laughs> other reason, <laughs> the other reason, like, yes, I'm an obliger. I am an obliger. But also, if I, I can do stuff for myself if I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what and that's why I think you're a questioner. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But then if someone says do this and you you even though you want to do it, you can't do it because someone said you do it, you're a rebel. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. So confusing. So confusing. But I think um who was I talking to? I have a friend who's also read the book and she's also an upholder and she says it's really helped her to realise like like when she's just being an upholder when she doesn't need to be and like sort of relax her own little rules around things. Oh, that's cool. And like, cause she constantly has to have a plan about how to do things. Like she, she needs to have a plan for like the next 20 minutes, the next two days, the next four years, like the yeah. rest of her life. Like she, and, and she'll have multiple different scenarios and she'll be like, organizing them in her brain all of the time and then if someone like messes with those scenarios it often like throws her off quite a bit 
Yeah. So she, she, she like she said that she learned like quite a bit from reading this and realizing that she was an obliger and that this was the way she functioned and like how she might be able to put into practice some things to be like, hold on, it's not going to be the end of the world if my plan for myself doesn't quite happen the way it was supposed to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. So Gretchen Rubin, when she, she, she talks about in the book, she's a upholder as well. Yes. Yeah. Which I met, which means makes me wonder if that's why the upholder section is so like connectable. Is that a word? Oh, like you relate to it so much because she was an upholder writing it. Yes. Yeah, like maybe if the like how to deal with a obliger or whatever was written by an obliger, it might be more relatable. Yeah. Hmm, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. interesting. I think I think it's fun and I think it's cool to know these things like to be put into a box because I'm an upholder and I like being put in a box. But I also think there's, there's lots of like critical questions you could ask about it that would make it fall over quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I think we do just have to it's only a tendency. It's not yeah. your personality. Like Yes. And it does like take like there's lots of things that in your life have led you to this point as well like the whole uh nature of the nurture type of situation as well like how you were brought up also comes into play about how you deal with things and what not (laughs) yeah yeah no definitely definitely uh, cryptic way of saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> because yeah yeah, I don't know yeah. if I want to get into it so I'm just going to leave it <laughs> okay we'll leave it at that <laughs> no, maybe <again>. one day <laughs> oh. do you have anything else you want to talk about the book She talks about, like, the careers and stuff for each tendency and what career would suit that tendency, etc. Um, but what I, like, related to quite a lot was when she talked about how upholders, that like, she's an upholder and she decided, okay, I'll go into law because that made a lot of sense to her because it's all rules and all that sort of stuff. And she's like, yep. And she excelled at it and all that sort of thing. And then it wasn't until she started writing that she realized she actually wanted to be a writer and that was fine and she easily switched to becoming a writer because she's an upholder and it's easy to switch her career path once she knows it but she had to actually know it and like her she had to listen to her inner voice to decide to do that but it took her forever to listen to her inner voice and decide what to do and I'm Mm. like yeah I wonder what my inner voice is saying because I don't know what to do yeah (laughs) how do you know what to do how do you know what to do? <sighs> yeah. Anyway, that's me going back to my whole purpose in life situation. I know. Imagine. I can't imagine what it would be like to know what your purpose is. Does anybody actually? Do you just wake up and know? Well, I feel like some people do because some people like love their work or even their, their purpose isn't their work and they do that outside of work or whatever. Yeah, and they've figured out what fulfills them and they do that. But they also have a job that, like, supports them. Supports whatever fulfills them, if that makes sense. So they're like, earn the money, then do the thing, or do the thing that earns the money. Yeah. Like, you could do it both either way, but, like, how do you work out what the thing is? Yes. What is the thing? (laughs) Oh, man. I feel like it's, um, it's so funny because. I was, I was kind of had a conversation about this the other week and um, the lady I was talking to, she's like, I'm a bit older than you, but I do understand like what you're going through at the moment and just like, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to work out. And I'm just like, but it doesn't feel like it right now. <laughs> like, she's like, you'll get there. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Like I went through a similar like thing. You get there. And I'm like, oh. I want to be there now. 
I'm impatient. But then you're gonna just like enjoy the journey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just like, and that's what yoga with Adrian's kind of teaching me is that like it's not about getting anywhere. It's just about being in the in the in the moment you're currently in and where that's taking you. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um. Yes, and not putting things off because you'll do it when things get better or whatever. Yep. Yeah, living in the now, being present. All those good things that we don't know how to do. Yeah, it's a work in progress. <laughs> but then also, maybe we don't deserve to know what our purpose is until we've done all the self-work. Oh, snap. You're just <sighs> like whipping that away from everybody. Just like, you don't deserve that until you do the work. <laughs> or maybe not deserve it. Or maybe like we won't recognize what our, like what it is. Or we won't appreciate it because we don't, we don't know. We haven't arrived there yet. We haven't gone on this discovery. Yeah, I think that's true. I think mm-hmm. um, that book I'm reading that's going to take forever is sort of leading you down that sort of either what's it called um finding your north star finding your north star it's it's definitely like you can't get you can't listen to your inner compass until you do the work to mm. be able to hear it and then once you hear it then you've got to actually listen to it and then once you listen to it that will lead you to where you want where your north star is so there's like a lot of steps before you get there <laughs> yeah yeah i feel that and i also like feel that when I look back at like what I've done in the past and how I've got to the point I'm at now and I wouldn't change a single thing although there were moments that I like really didn't enjoy but I wouldn't change a thing because it's brought me to where I am now and it is all a journey yeah yeah and life yeah (laughs) life is just a collection of challenges and all of that jazz whatever our instance was the other week yeah it's all a little series of challenges so that's life just sit back and enjoy it while you can yeah easily said not easily done no exactly <laughs> work in progress work in progress 100 percent mm. um oh man can i just talk about something completely not related to anything yes always My cycle is currently just annoying because okay so I have now had I'm on my sixth cycle of like charting yeah and I think I'm on like my eighth cycle since I've gone off the pill so I had like that 90 day cycle and then like a 48 day cycle or something can't remember and then it's gone 36 uh, 38 to 39 days and then it's 28 to 29 days and then it goes back to 38 to 39 days and then it goes back so my last cycle was 28 days and then this cycle did you say days? Tw- 28 days 29 days something like that it's like reasonably normal length maybe I mean uh, not 28 maybe I mean 32 oh yeah and then, that's what it is, it's 32, it's going between 32 days and 39 days regularly, irregularly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I've had six cycles in a row that have been like 39 days, 32 days, 39 days, 32 days, 39 days, yeah. 32 days. I'm very annoyed. How long do you think this is going to happen? Does that count as regular? Because it's regularly the same two sets of days. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I'm yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't know. So I've like I've been off the pill since 2014, and my cycle is still fluctuating like that. What is it? The two same two numbers? No, it's not. It's just all over the show between 28 days and 41 days. So I don't oh. know. I don't know. I think I'm still messed up from the pill. I think I've just messed up from stress. In general, <laughs> you just messed up, bro. Just messed up. <laughs> like you know, you're messed up with Sorry, when you're not na- messed up. <laughs> no, you know your mess. Your cycles are messed up. Not me. Well, yes, but my cycles are messed up. <laughs> when your naturopath says, "I'm gonna have to think about this," I'm like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. Mm. I just want it to be like the same every month. <laughs> or yeah, every... or like off by a day or two. That would be yeah. nice. Off by yeah. a day or two. I could do that. That would be good. At the moment, my luteal phase is the same length every time. So like it's 11 to 12 days every single time. So that's good. So once I've ovulated, I know yeah. where I'm going. Like that's I know good. when my period's coming, which is nice because – as long as you know when you ovulate, which is why you do your BBT, your basal body temperature, and your CM stuff, so you know where you're at. But it's just annoying waiting for that point. Yeah. Like, I'm like, is it going to be this time this month, or is it going to be in six days this time this month? Like, yeah. It is frustrating. It is frustrating. Um Two thoughts, two thoughts. One is, in all the stuff that we've read, it's always like, it's, it always kind of goes back to your cycle changes depending on what's going on that month. So I think it is normal for your cycle to change. It's never going to be the same length every single month. Yeah. I think that's completely normal. And they also talk about how it's it can be normal given on given the circumstances that you're having and ovulated. Oh, my gosh. And you ovulatory. won't ov- ovulatory. I can't get my tongue around the L's. <laughs> One where you <laughs> don't ovulate. Yes, where you yeah. don't ovulate. Um, they say that in circumstances that can be normal. So that's my first thought. If it's within some days, is that normal? And you never know. You're never. Is that telling us that you're never really gonna know? when you are going to ovulate and you can't predict it and they always tell us don't predict it look at your signs every single day yeah i know it's all that you can don't look back just keep looking forward, forward. i know i know it's hard <laughs> i know so I'm, hard. I'm, i like comparing things i mean oh me so too. that happened three times in a row so what is oh, going to happen this time i, I know. can predict the future <laughs> me too i'm like telling i'm like saying this and i'm like okay listen to this rachel put this in your head <laughs> And then my other thought, oh, no, I've lost it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's gone. Ah, bugger. Oh, no, remembered it. Okay, the other the other thought is someone posted the other day, I think it may have been Nicole Jardim, she's like, um, hands up, who's still waiting to ovulate this month? Like, <laughs> given the situation given the situation yeah uh, i'm like mate yes <laughs> yeah i waited forever this month for my ovulation like i was like is it gonna happen day 28 yeah. turned up good work yeah i don't think it's happening this month see i have never had an, an ovulatory cycle like yeah. i've never had one where i've not ovulated and then had my period yeah that's good. I always ovulate and then, ever, and then have 12 to 11 days and then I get my period. Slash have pre-menstrual bleeding or whatever it is where I haven't got enough progesterone. So mm. It's all good. But talking to Cole Jardim, how excited for her new book are you? You're pretty excited. <laughs> That's still- like the least excited word. Like- I'm pretty excited. I'm still a bit bitter about that, but I am pretty excited for her book. Well, I tried to buy the book pre-ordered so that I could get all the goodies, and the Amazon one doesn't ship to New Zealand, so we can't do that one. There's, it doesn't, it's not available audio um, online as a ebook yet. Ebook yet, like as pre-order ebook, you can't even pre-order an ebook, and um. The other two things it had were all independent American brand things, publishing yeah. houses, you can't get it. Uh, the only way I may be able to do it is through Apple Books, and I have not yet explored that option. I don't have Apple Books, but Peter does, so he might be getting a period book on his Ooh, Apple. fun. Yes. yes. So, anyway, so it may be that you didn't miss out at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm also disappointed with what I brought. I think I mean, you've got to, just got to get over that. But her book looks great. I am excited for her book. <laughs> <laughs> you were disappointed with what you bought. Yeah, I am. I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. All That's right. 
Well, that was just a real last 10 minutes of nothing to do with this book. Period um, chat. Period we can, chat. We can see if we keep it in or cut it. We'll see. <laughs> uh, should we end there? Yeah, we've been talking for a while. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, what do we do? Okay, our social media. Okay. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, yes. You can talk to us on Instagram at basicallybeingbetter. Email us at um, basicallybeingbetter at gmail.com. Or tweet at us on the Twitter at beingbetterpod. Beingbetterpod. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week. I think next week we're just doing a whole lot of, well, I don't know what we're doing next week. Who knows? They'll, they'll have to come back and see. It's always <laughs> going to be exciting. <laughs> Hang on to the edge of your seat. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Basically being better and working it out. Working it out Harriet Power Girls and Power Working it out Climbing Conscience Cut the nonsense Working it out Basically being better Basically being better Basically being better Basically Rachel, we're about to podcast the best okay. part of your week.